This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the biggest whiner in the National Football League, Albert Hainsworth and his situation, and the huge signing of Jamal Brown, tackle for the Washington Redskins. This and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 ladies, what's happening? Yo, what's up? Dude, Josh, you sound, you sound, you sound like you've got your radio voice on today. Why, I do, John. I've got my radio voice on. And for all you ladies out there, listen in to Harry Hog Football this week. Josh has a sinus infection, so don't get near him. I'm doing it for the ladies. I've had a sinus <laughs> for the ladies. I've had, I have a sinus infection for you. <laughs> I've had a sinus infection for the ladies. That's um, right. Welcome, <laughs> everyone. Oh, yeah, my throat's pretty raw. Harry Hog Football, <laughs> episode number two hundred and fifteen. Two fifteen. Two fifteen. Man, Yo, wow. You know what hey, I have to say about that? Calling me. Someone's call. Someone's trying to call in. Someone's trying to call in Is on the call. Mom? Waiting. It's like, uh, Is it your mom, dudes. I don't know. It's is it your mom? Is that our mom? mom? Did you call dad? Did you call dad and say Happy Father's Day? Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. By the way, that's listening. Yeah, today is still today is still uh, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Aaron's a father, and I'm a father, and John has Franklin. I have a puppy. Josh is a father. There you go. The cat's not mine. Josh is a father. A father figure. That's right. This morning, this morning, my son came in and he went, "Daddy, you are my father." Dude, I noticed <laughs> that even George Lucas was was uh, cashing in on this um, Father's Day thing. They were selling some like dual set, and it was called uh, uh, "Luke, I am not your." What did it say? Luke, I am your Father's Day present, or something, something like that. And it had both, it had both Darth Vader action figure and Luke Skywalker in one box, and something like that. I was like, "Are you serious?" Anyway, well, what's happening on this Father's Day in Redskins land, dude? There has been a whole lot of stuff going on in Redskins land over the last what? Six days since we did our last podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. So many things to uh, talk about. So many large, you might even say fat things Dude, to talk about. I was so pumped um, when I woke up today. Oh, wait, hold on. We have some stuff we have to take care of. First of all, thanks to David Lee for bringing us this episode from David Lee Law Offices. Oh, yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by... By David <laughs> Lee Legal Services. David Lee Legal Services. <laughs> Our man, yeah. David Lee in Williamsburg. Okay. Huge Redskins anyway, fan. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I woke up this morning. I'm going to uh, skip around on the itinerary because I was so pumped when I heard the news that the Redskins have indeed signed 
Jamal Brown, left tackle from the Saints, pro bowler, two-time pro bowler. For a former first-round pick, another Oklahoma Sooner. So it looks like we got Sooner bookends, man. So they can sit there on the on the O-line and be like, Boomer! Sooner! You know how that deal happened, right? Sooner! You know how that deal happened? Redskins Boomer. wanted Jamal Brown. They had to send in reconnaissance, a special, special black ops team, to see if they can make it happen. So, You and John Goodman be- went in there? Week before last. I couldn't let all this come to light last week, but some new stuff has come to light here, man. La- a week before last, I was in New Orleans, and I was told to meet at this little po'boy shack to discuss the possibility. Of Jamal Brown coming to the Washington Redskins. It was at some place called like Crawdads and and Plaid oh, or something. I had to go across. Speaking I had of, to go up. Speaking river of New Orleans, dudes, I know while we're on the Jamal Brown thing, I got to bring this up. Have Have you guys seen the Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie that takes place in New Orleans? Sh- All I know is when you said, "Have you seen the Princess?" <laughs> I thought of Albert Hainsworth for a minute. I don't know why that popped into my head. I'm sure you probably <laughs> haven't seen it. Uh, haven't seen and it. And then the frog uh, just the, the frog just solidified that. Yeah, I'm sure that. you probably yeah, haven't seen ahead. it since you don't have little daughters. I have seen it. Uh, I saw it with really? my son at the anyway. movie theater. Okay, what's up yeah. with that one line in the movie where the alligator thing says, "The shadow man done laid poor Ray real low." That's an exact quote from the movie. I know, bro. Killed him, uh, dude. How do I know what that means? Yet I kind of do, even though I don't think I've ever heard it said that way before. Inflection. What was his cool. subtext? What kind of subtext right. was he was he putting forth with that line in the song? Or the exactly. well, my segue to this is <clears throat> Hainsworth. Hainsworth yeah, done laid this? poor Dan Snyder real low with this deal. Yeah. All I can imagine is, like, Dan Snyder's been taking this big nap, and he wakes up, and they're like, Hainsworth didn't show up for, uh, you know, he didn't show up for many camps. What are we going to do? We have to find him. And Dan Snyder puts his, like, pinky up to the corner of his mouth and goes, let's find him $10,000. Yeah, yeah, because that's the maximum the NFL could I know, but that sucks. I'm like, you know, I want to find the guy like a million dollars a day or something. Dude, Dude you want to find him a million dollars a day? We all want to find him a million. Dan Snyder wants to find him $10 million a day. Whatever it is that we want to find him, he wants to find him like 10 times Dude, everyone more. everyone in the league wants to find him. Yep. Every but, single you know, person that they've talked to, it's pretty <clears throat> unanimous around the league, including me, guys. the NFL Players Association president, Kevin Mawai, who said something to the effect of, um, you know, a, a great football player, something, something like that. Um, it takes a little bit more to be a man. <laughs> Hainsworth. All I know, if, if, if Troy Vincent Very was still solid. on the team, Troy Vincent was still on the team. Well, this aggression. And did you see what Art Monk said? They interviewed him, and he was like, um, "I think Hainsworth needs to be a man and honor his commitment." <laughs> Yeah, and for Art Monk oh, yeah. to make any kind of quote on anything is a pretty big deal. So yeah, pretty much every London Fletcher went off 
Um, who else went off this week? Us. Lennon Fletcher went off and basically said that Hainsworth has been <laughs> a codpiece from day one since he first got to <laughs> Ashburn and joined the Washington Redskins. He's been a total cod, so... You know, mm. not like it's a big surprise, but he he can pretty much confirmed what everyone thought is that he is he has been selfish and wanting everything to revolve all around him since day one. And a lot of people were alluding to the fact that he would make it to the sidelines to get himself a blow because he just felt like he wasn't getting enough attention. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank here's you, what Linda Fletcher Linda Fletcher said: Albert made a very selfish decision. When you decide to play a team sport, you have to look at it and think about everybody involved in the situation. This is not golf, tennis, things like that, where it's an all-about-you sport. What he's decided to do is make a decision based on all about Yeah, him. and um, who else did I hear? Mike Golick. He went off for a solid two minutes on Albert Hainsworth. Oh, yeah. On, on the Mike and Mike in the Morning Show on ESPN. I heard this live, actually, as I was driving between places for my... For my during my employment, um, and I heard this live, Aaron. I don't know if you want to go off. It was about pretty it. funny, man. He was talking about how Albert Hainsworth was whining about how he was told that they were going to be in the four three, and he was like, um, "Basically, the dudes that told you that got fired, and there's new guys in town." Albert. He was like, "There's a new sheriff in town, Albert, and <laughs> you're not the sheriff." It was pretty funny, and he was like, basically, uh, like, get your butt on the field and stop whining. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the excuses that Hainsworth has come up with is they had they're not playing. They promised he would be in a four three and not in a three four defense. Um, apparently, he said that Dan Snyder promised him that. That's the only thing that's keeping him away because he doesn't want to be in a three four where he won't get all the attention that he was getting before. Now, whether or not Dan Snyder promised him that is a moot point because. Dan Snyder's not coaching the team, nor is he the general manager, nor is he out there drawing up plays. And basically, to be the man making the most money in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, you need... I don't care if they tell you to line up at safety. You better get your fat <laughs> ass over the other safety. thing that made it even worse that came out, if it's <laughs> completely true. Shanahan said, if you guys didn't hear... The back in, I think, February, they told Hainsworth, when all these trade February, rumors yeah. were going around, they told Hainsworth that he was free to seek any team that he wanted, and they would cut him, basically. And he said that they said that he was free to look up a trade for him and his agent to try to make a trade. Um, and also, they would cut him free and clear. If he did if, it before April 1st, when he was due. Uh, do $21 million roster bonus. But they told them, told him right. that if he took that $21 million, they expected him to basically play wherever they wanted him to. Right. And not only did he take the money, but he never, from what Shanahan was saying, never even contacted him back. It's like he heard that <laughs> message on his answer machine and was like, whatever. Hey, dudes. Let's... Let's make a comparison here for a second. After we've paid Hainsworth all this money, and we're talking about the Jamal Brown thing that's happening here. John, do you know the details on the Jamal Brown trade? I mean, what 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 was the deal? Wasn't it like a third or a fourth round pick for the in 2010? Or, all right, uh, here's the deal with the whole Jamal 
the whole Jamal Brown trade. Now, Jamal Brown missed all of last year. He had a sports hernia and he has a, a hip injury or had a hip injury. He didn't play a snap last year, but he was a pro bowler the year before and a pro bowler in 06. Right. And um, the draft pick deal is, is basically... Yeah, he's 29. Basically, the Eagles are going to get either the third or fourth round pick next year from the Redskins for the Manab trade, and whichever one they get, the other one is going to New Orleans. So if the Eagles get the third, the Saints get the fourth. And if the Eagles get the fourth, the Saints get the third round pick. It's it's well, whichever one is left. Here's why I'm asking. Like, we all saw Hainsworth and how healthy he was last year. I mean, he was hurt quite a bit. And look how much money we paid for him, right? Okay, he's... Right. Uh, He's a pro bowler. Um, he, uh, he's he been skipping his camps. And uh, basically, Jamal Brown's got those two. You can put a you know a checkbox beside his name for those two things also. Um, you know, they were both considered like uh, uh, both considered a, one of the best players in their position at one point in time. Um, they just sit on opposite sides of the line, right? So what right if, if the if we're doing this trade for Jamal Brown, Redskins, and uh, you know we're going for a third or four, third or fourth round pick. You know, does that say, hey, that's all we can expect to get for Scott Albert Hainsworth? Dude, for it, yeah. I think I think realistically, you're pretty pretty much on the money unless it's an emergency trade, like we got stuck with the Jason Taylor trade, like we've uh, like we alluded to in podcast. I think they past. need to I think that's a really good right. point. I'm kind of torn here. One part of me says that I think they should just cut him and get rid of him because he's, like, distracting the whole locker room. The other part of me, like, is saying just, like, keep him on the team and make his life miserable for as long as you can if he's going to be like this. Oh, yeah, I'm totally on that side of it. It's like you hold on to him until you can get to – I'm telling you, someone's yeah, going like to lose did- a D-tackle. Early in training camp, and we're going to be like, all right, we'll take a second round yeah, for like Albert Hainsworth. You got to do it. to get Jason Taylor a few years ago. Remember that when Daniels went exactly, down. exactly. Did not just mention that. Anyway, um, but what I was yep. going to say about Jamal Brown is I read an uh, interview with him today, and he was saying basically, and I found this as news. I thought they were getting Jamal Brown to put in at left tackle, you know. And they were going to put our rookie Trent Williams right. on the other side at right tackle. But they told Jamal that they want him as right tackle. And Yeah, it'll be interesting well, to see how that unfolds. Well, he's playing left tackle, sure. but unlike Albert Hainsworth, what did he say? They want me to play at right tackle. I'll play anywhere they want me to. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was pumped because yeah. he wanted nice. out of New Orleans because of that deal with whatever his name was. Hedge, Hedgecock. Or, Bushrod, who Bushrod. took his job while he was hurt. His name's Bushrod, which is right up there with uh, Rod Breedlove. And speaking of Trent Williams, uh, since you brought him up, didn't he uh, Didn't he fire Oh, yeah, agent? yeah, yeah. He did fire his agent. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I want to clear up a little bit of loose ends here on the Jamal Brown thing first. Right so so to sum it up here, we're giving up either the third or fourth rounder next year, the one that doesn't go for the McNabb trade, and we uh, may give up our 2012 sixth rounder if Jamal Brown hits certain points, uh, incentives, I guess, for games Pro played, Bowl you know, and stuff. things. 
you know, he doesn't give up too many sacks, stuff like that. And and it looks like we'll pro- it looks like we'll probably end up swapping sixth rounders. Um, there's an undisclosed lower pick or undetermined lower pick, I should say, that goes along with that. So it'll probably be an exchange of sixth round picks or something like that. Which you know, right now, of course, the Saints pick would be farther back than the Redskins. The Redskins would have the fourth pick in the sixth round, or this year it was the fifth pick in the sixth round, and New Orleans had the thirty second. So that's you know. That's a significant flip-flop for the sixth round, but it's not like you have a ton of sixth rounders that actually make the team. Um, and one other thing that Jamal Brown wanted, one reason he was uh, disgruntled in New Orleans is because uh, Jermon Bushrod did take his job and he was going to have to compete to get his starting job back. And also, um, he did not like the fact that, and you know, this will sound familiar because of us with Mar- Rocky McIntosh and with... Uh, and with uh, Carlos Rogers as well, he was mad that they had only uh, signed him as a restricted free agent to a uh, tender, or they had only offered him a tender instead of a long-term contract. So what the Redskins did, um, the Saints signed him to a one-year tender, which was a $3.62 million tender. It was a first and a third round tender put together, and then they traded him. So that's what his pay is right now. He's a one-year $3.62 million contract but the redskins are allegedly in talks to uh get him an extension i also want to point out something else about jamal brown he's one of those smaller off quicker offensive linemen like shanahan likes in his scheme so he should fit in pretty nicely there in washington oh yeah i'm pretty pumped about that trade and i did call it a few months ago on the podcast you totally called it on the podcast hello ladies Aaron called it about And you know who didn't call it? <laughs> no, you didn't, Chad. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to play that. All right, so the offensive line at this point, right now we got Boomer Sooner, we got Jamal Brown, and we got Trent Williams on the on the tackles, the, the ends of the offensive line. On the Poindexter on the violin. The we got Dockery mm-hmm. on in there at left guard. At right guard, we can either have Big Mike Williams mm-hmm. or we can have Artis Hicks, that dude they got from the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Or, don't forget Chad Reinhart, yep. who broke his leg last year right when he was starting to actually look like he might be something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Death. you know, I mean, that's just like a clean leg break. That wasn't like ligaments and all this stuff. So he should be back and ready to go. I think he actually participated in the uh, mini camp, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And then at center we got chaotic funk Raybach. Yeah, it's pretty solid. So Raybach, line all dudes, of a that's why dudes are in one day. This trade that Aaron totally called like two months ago, just just in the last twenty four hours, the offensive line has improved by a hundred percent. Point Dexter on the violin weeks. too. Don't forget him. Oh, and odd body is that what you said? Yeah, don't forget the odd body. Yeah, he's ju- he's the backup. But what if, Josh was saying earlier, yeah, and he'll be he'll be like depth if he makes it through training camp to yeah. the team and makes the team. Yeah, what Josh was saying um, about how he went down for some scouting in New Orleans. John was talking earlier about how this Jamal Brown trade really went down, and what he was you want to tell the story? You want to <laughs> tell the story, John? All right, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. So Shanny, the Shanny, and Alan the Bruce are walking out on the first day of minicamp here just a few days ago, and they walk out on the field and. And Alan the Bruce is like, 
all right, look over there. We got the offensive line going. And Shanny's looking at him, and he watches him go for a couple rounds. He's like, who's that odd body guy on the right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that, that there is Stefan Heyer. No, no, no. First, he has to look down at his clipboard and figure out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He has to look down and be like number, number, number seven. Looking for the number. Oh, oh, it's Stefan Heyer. That there is Stefan Heyer. He watches him go through one more play. They, you know, they they hike the ball. They watch him go through one more play, and he goes. He turns back to Allen the Bruce, and he says, "That guy sucks. We need someone else. We need him fast." And then Allen the Bruce like reaches over and starts snapping at Larry Michael, and he's like, "Give me the phone, Larry." <laughs> oh boy, go get me the phone. <laughs> Larry's the new whipping boy. <laughs> So basically, I think that's what happened. They started minicamp, and Shanny took one look at Odd Body Hire and was like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> so, yeah, I Not think that's with exactly that body. what happened. Not with that Odd and Body. And there have been reports coming out this this uh, this afternoon here on Sunday that the Cowboys were actually also after Jamal Brown. And remember that they cut Flozell Adams. They are in need of a left tackle as well. Well, lucky for Jamal that that didn't come to fruition. You know, but dude, Sean Payton used to be a coach at the Cowboys, but I don't think he has any love for Dallas. I don't think he has any love for there at all. As a matter of fact, I heard a story a few weeks ago that he went, and I I, I don't remember all the details. I'll tell you what I can remember. He went to some restaurant on like a Friday, and he reserved the same table that Jerry Jones always goes to on Saturday nights. So he went to the table on Friday night, and, you know, had dinner and everything. And then the next night, Jerry Jones comes in. And he sits at his table. And they're like, oh, there's something for you at your table. And he's like, what are you talking about? And they get to the table. And it's like an autographed picture from Sean Payton saying, you know, something like, oh, I guess you covered my check from last night or something like that. Basically, he stuck it to Jerry Jones. <laughs> so there's some story. If someone heard the story and they can, like, clarify it a little bit, that would be great. But he stuck it to Jerry Jones in one of those ha-ha kind of deals you know and like i said he used to be what was it the quarterbacks coach there or the offense he was the offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator wasn't he yeah offensive before coordinator. they brought in that sean that garrett guy that was supposed to be the you know the next great coach and i don't see that happening yet mm-hmm. um so he got out and went to new orleans and uh apparently he's really glad he did well yeah he's got a super bowl ring now yeah, but I, I think he was very happy just to get out of Dallas in general and not be under Jerry Jones's thumb. You know Jerry Jones had that, like, gritting teeth, like, smiling but not really smiling look on his face? With those big teeth that all looked like they were made from walrus tusks? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, that son of a gun. <laughs> why, that, why that son of a gun? Oh, man. That son of a gun. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. So, anyway, the offensive line is looking 100% better, a full 100% better. I mean, I I, I don't think it's the biggest point of concern on the team any longer. We got a quarterback. We have an offensive line. We have some depth for the offensive line. Mike Williams could be two guys on the offensive line. Hence, I'm pumped for the season. That's all I have to say. I'm pumped. All we need is a cornerback. So we just need to uh, ship Albert Hainsworth on up to the Jets. Get us to send or get them to send us down. Darrell Revitz. We'll call it. We'll, we will cause it even. Dude, I was. What, didn't I say something to you about Darrell Revis today? I was like, if we, if the Shanty and the Allen can somehow get him, the Allen. I don't even know what I'll do. I'll be so happy, dude. There's no way they're going to send him up there because they run a three-four up there as well. 
Oh, they do? Never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> they could get him in some three-way trade. Could swing Darrell Revis to Washington. Wait, what Alvin kind of Ainsworth goes to Oakland. What kind of a trade, Aaron? What kind of a trade? A three-way. A party line trade? Party line trade. Nice. Anyway, yeah, that I think that pretty much, and you guys can disagree with me if you want, but I think that pretty much makes the weakest link um, the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. And safety. I'm just lumping them together. You are the weakest we'll link. Goodbye. Kinda, we need we, we need that little um, we need that little audio blurb so you can play that. And the thing the thing that um, we were lucky for you know what twenty years where we never had to worry about cornerback really at least one yeah side we had one quarterback for sure <laughs> during that time period. one side one whole side of the field you just didn't worry about yeah so yeah so anyway and speaking of the cornerback position today off of waivers we picked up some dude named. Ramsey Robinson. Ramsey. R-A-M-Z-E. And here's to you, Ramsey Robinson. (laughs) Jesus loves you more than you will know. And here is another player. And this is is just another example of how bad the Redskins have fallen. Just like Mike Furry, this dude has played with other uh, NFL stalwarts such as Detroit and Cleveland in his three years of experience. God bless you, please, Ramsey Robinson. Baskin Robinson. <laughs> and that's that's the second time in two weeks we've picked up some guy that's played for all these really, you gotta say other scrub teams because we were four and twelve last year. Who's you this? see what kind of you see what kind of area the Redskins are lumped in with. Detroit, Cleveland, St. <laughs> Louis. Dude, who's only dude. we could be as good as like Cincinnati. I like how he Golly. spells his name though. I like how he spells his name. Ramsey. R A M Z E E. Who's this Melvin like guy? Like Chief Z. Who's this Melvin guy that we cut? I didn't even know we had him. Who cares? He's cut. And Greg, Greg Peterson. Peterson also. Craig Peterson, Melvin Stephenson, Stephenson. Two guys, they were on the team, but they're cut now. God bless you, um, please, Baskin Robinson. They're not cut yet, dude. <laughs> yeah, they are. No, they're waived. They don't consider it cut unless they're like. In there at training camp. Dude, basically they start waving at him first. Like, <laughs> He's you're out of here. We're waving at you. We're waving. They're, like, they're waving at him through the glass door that they locked from the other side. They're like, let me in, man. We're waving. Let me in, man. Come we're on, waving. man. Let me in. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. You can't come in. It's kind of like those people at, you know, at the Domino's. People yeah. at two in the morning. And they're like pressing. Comes down they're like pressing the their. Time. Pressing their butt cheeks up against the window at him, like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> kind of like we're going to be waving out the window of our car to all those Dallas fans when we're on our way into their stadium in February to watch a football game that our team oh, oh, It's going to be so awesome to win a Super Bowl in Dallas. I'm by a we can't ever play them. It's, you know, it's, I think that's only fitting, you know, since we can't ever play them in the Super Bowl. At least we get to win a Super Bowl in their house. I'm really pumped about this this year. It's going to be a great year. If they win a Super Bowl, Harry Hog Football will buy a brick at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. That will say nothing but the score and the Super Bowl, uh, the the date of the Super Bowl. That's all it needs to say. Yes. And Harry Hog Football. Exactly. Um. Anyway, uh, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some alumni coming back to Redskins Park.
Yeah. Uh, that's me. And a few other things, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, yes, sir. And we'll do that after this. God bless you. Station. Identification and other things. Teach you This is Harry Hog Football. Experience proves that nothing takes the place of quality. You hear the quality of Harry Hog Football. someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's Yo, Viagra. <laughs> Thirty-two flavors is uh. more than I'll ever know. Oh ho oh, oh. ho. We got a few more things to talk about here, dudes. Um, the first <laughs> mandatory uh, mini camp is over, and Good this would be uh, this would be the only <laughs> mandatory mini camp the Redskins have before training oh. camp, which starts on July 29th. And to tell you the truth um, about the minicamp, I didn't really hear much about it because it was all, you know, overshadowed. It was all in one day. We heard that Albert Hansworth did not uh, attend. I think yeah. everyone else attended, didn't they? <laughs> everyone else was there but Fat Albert. Including Carlos and Rogers. A microcosm. Yeah, even Carlos Rogers, who, who thinks he should have more than that one-year tender, which he, I think he's just really damn lucky to have that. We... It's like, we, we did should hear... find you $1 million for every interception you've dropped. I know, and he better watch out because Ramsey Robinson might take his job away. Ramsey Robinson. Ramsey Robinson. Um, yeah, basically, minicamp, the first day got rained out. The second day was a spirited, what did they call it on Redskins.com, a, a spirited 
practice or something like that. And then the third day got canceled before they even started because Shanahan said they were in good shape, so he canceled day three already, like before they even started day one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the only word coming out of that is that everyone practiced hard and, you know, there's all sorts of little... You know, Chris Cooley caught a pass. Ooh. Brian Arakbo jumped off sides. Ooh. Ooh. You know, it's... it's that's, if you want to read that, go to redskins.com. That's cool. But, you know, we're not going to bore you with all that kind of stuff. What I want to talk about is the fact that they all went bowling afterwards against the coaches, like players versus coaches. I think that's the most interesting news we've heard from it. Oh, look here. Andre Carter. It's not like anyone got a new job. It's not like anyone lost their job. It says right here that Andre Carter picked a wedgie out of his butt on the sideline. See, there you go. That was probably on the Bleacher Report. Um, I think it was. I, I did want to so, report uh, that uh, it, it, I wonder how our, our old buddy Chris Horton's doing, because I know he had that big injury, and I'm sure he's been trying to work back into this camp. Were there any reports on that? No, they anything. talked about how he covered some passes, and he got burned on some passes. Yeah. So, you know, he's like still said, got you know, two specifics. months. Dude. If you want specifics, folks, go look it up, because, man, we don't have time to go through every single play that happened on there. Like in seven on seven drills and crap like that. Ten four. Um, I, was I, did, I was talking to our, our our awesome listening audience, but yeah, Josh, Josh, you too. Go look that. Go look it up, man. I will. I did. I did hear that Donovan. <laughs> I heard that Donovan McNabb was complaining a bit about the smell of the backside of his hand. <laughs> oh, was he calling it chaotic? He said Donovan it was sort McNabb of like better chaotic. Fuck. You better get used to that and get some Axe body spray. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to use a whole can of Axe, dude. You know that little like, you know that little per ha- game, that little hand warmer thing that quarterbacks have. He needs to stick a can mm-hmm. of Axe in there and spray it every every time he comes out for a. Season. No, dude. He just, no, dude. He just needs to hang one of those little pine trees from the back of Casey Raybach's uh, pants on his. They need to floor. hang it from the bottom of his jock. <laughs> He needs to put it in his yellow case. <laughs> hang it from his yellow case. <laughs> he, he needs to hang one of those little like rearview mirror pine trees. <laughs> he can get or one like, shaped like a football. Oh man! Or like wild one. cherry flavor. <laughs> no, he should get one that's shaped like bacon. Oh, no. oh man! Oh dudes, have you seen? They're coming out with multicolored bacon now. Basically, they they dye it like with food color, and it stays its color even when fried. So why? you can have like why. You can have gold bacon. Why? Why? Or blue bacon. Why? Or purple bacon. Why? Because it's bacon and it's cool. Cool to do stuff. Probably because they're trying to hide the color of like the tainted meat that had some sort of prions <laughs> in it. You're probably right. Dude, they're trying to pull a food line on it. Is what you're it's trying probably, to say? Yes, yeah, they're probably like spray painting it. So you know, they're tired of spray. Dude, they're probably it. injecting it with the with the red dye. Like food line got busted doing a few years. Like ago. they yeah. do with like they do with salmon. They do that, I mean, with um, with tuna. They spray that tuna. When you see that real pink tuna like that, they try to make it look all, you know, pink for some reason. All fresh and not, you know, exactly. Well, that's what the, silvery. Well, well, that's what Donovan McNabb is going to do to the back of the chaotic funk. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Donovan McNabb is going to come out like six games into the season and be like, it wasn't really Jason Campbell's fault that he couldn't, ex- you know, excel here in Washington. It wasn't the offensive line. It was the smell of of Casey Raybach. Dude, I don't care about chaotic funk stink. 
I care about Chaotic Funk not stepping on Don McNabb's damn left foot. Oh, yeah. That's all I care about. So anyway, yeah, they had one day of minicamp. Um, Albert Hainsworth didn't show up. He was fine, just short of $10,000. Wait, wait, and wait, wait, wait. I thought they had whoop. Wednesday and Thursday. No, the first day was rained out. Hello? Hello? Oh, thought, oh sorry, dude. I was confused because they already canceled one day. They had already canceled. Yeah, they canceled three. the third day, and the first day was rained out. Okay. All right, I'm with you now. All right, I got you. Sheesh. Seriously. Sorry, dude. I didn't hear that the first day got rained out. I thought you just meant they shortened it from three to two. Hey, all you said was they canceled the last day of minicamp, and the last day was going to be Friday. So you can see where the confusion can set in. I could see it if that's what was what I said. Um, in Twitter talk, there sure is a lot of talk going <laughs> on, by the way, about uh, Albert Hainsworth and the Green Bay Packers. A lot of oh, people, really? A lot of people talking about the Packers on Twitter for Albert Hainsworth. Interesting. Do, do, who do they have? Do, do, do. Who do go, they have? Pack, go. Who does the do, Pack have do, that we could do, use? Do, do, do. Go, Pack, go. We are not know. taking AJ Hawk. <laughs> He looks Most like a cowboy. Dude, that is the slowest, whitest linebacker I've ever seen in my life that went in the first round. That guy is terrible. We're not man, kidding. that guy is terrible. You're talking what about, about Clay Buckeye Matthews. There, man. What about Clay Matthews? He's good. Dude, we'll take him. <laughs> we'll take Clay Matthews. No, what they'll do. See, this is the difference between the Redskins last year and the Redskins this year. If this were last year, we'd be like, we want, we want Matthews. And they're like, okay, and they'd ship us A.J. Hawk because they're both like, you know, <laughs> big, no-neck white guys with long hair. They both have the Fabio. And they'd ship Fabio us A.J. Hawk, and and Serrato <laughs> would be up there all like, oh, hey, how's it going, Matthews? Glad to have you on the team. <laughs> and this year, they tried to pull that mess with us, and they'd send over A.J. Hawk, and as soon as he'd, like, step in the door, the shanty's, like, beating the hell out of him with, like, you know, an old crooked cane. He's like, get out of here. You don't even – bam, bam, bam. <laughs> no, Serato, dude. Serato, they would have been like, uh, we won't give you Clay Matthews, but we'll give you A.J. Hawk. They look exactly the same. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, they look, everyone looks the same to me because I'm on speed. If they look the same, they must play the same. They'll be like, seriously, guys, we, we can't tell them apart in the locker room until they turn around and face us. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> and, and one of them is a man's man. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> um, so anyway, yeah, so they're talking about maybe sending Hainsworth to Green Bay, huh? Dude, we can't tell them apart until they're each taking a blow on the sideline. <laughs> that, that's what, there's a lot of Twitter uh, Twitter talking about that with Hainsworth. Since we're on the topic, you got anybody else you want me to check out here? Yeah. Other, oh, uh, yeah. Jamal, yeah. Jamal Brown. See what people are check saying Check out about Jamal him. Brown. Jamal Brown. That's J. The man is in town. J-A-M-M-A-L. People saying he's an interesting take. They're brown as a brown. Let's see. A lot of people saying the other way, that only a third or fourth pick for him doesn't make a lot of sense, Saints fans. It's probably the best they could get. Yeah, of course. We got a deal on him. I think we did, too. If 
if he comes back from injury and if he's not a locker room problem. Saints shouldn't have traded Jamal Brown. Read his interview, dude. He didn't sound like he was going to be a locker room problem. It sounded like he's pumped and he's ready to play some football. Mm. I like that. Somebody's writing at Clinton Portis. Woot, woot. Watching the Redskins build the line. Welcome, Jamal Brown. Is it football season yet? What else we got? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet Portis is pretty pumped about that. Um, let's see. Who else can we talk? Talk about Horton. What do we got on Chris Horton yeah, on the Twitter? It. Chris Horton. Chris Horton. Dude, we need some. We need some background music for this Twitter section, Aaron. Can you, you just be can, like little can, birds can, tweeting can and sort of a, a pastoral sounding birds tweeting dude, or something dude. like that. Um, yeah, just, here just, I got some music in here. <clears throat> you got you got some Blackbird. Here Neither Chris music. Horton nor Reed Dowdy is the ideal fit at free safety. What? Nice. <laughs> Here you go. Um, best play from minicamp. Donovan McNabb throws a deep pass to Fred Davis for a touchdown. Davis beat coverage by Chris Horton. Yeah, but Chris Horton's not completely well yet, don't forget. Don't get all right. like, worked up about it, y'all. Like, I can't believe it. Chris Horton got yeah, so Yeah, see, that's why I didn't read all that stuff. Everyone got burnt once. Yeah, it's like or two. Who cares? a bunch of stuff here. It's like Justin Tryon broke up a sideline pass to Devin Thomas. Chris Horton broke up a pass to Anthony Armstrong. Dude, dude I forgot dude, all about reading everything we weren't going to talk about again. Blah, I, got, blah, I forgot blah. all about Justin Tryon, that he was even on the team. Dude, that's your dog. How can you forget about him? Dude, dude you can have his jersey dog. and everything. What are you talking about? Um, I don't even know what number he wears. What? Um, who else we what got? I have to say about that. One more. Give me one more. One more. How about uh, Patrick Ramsey? Why? It's because you wanted one more, and that's the first person that came to mind. How about Ramsey? <laughs> How about Ramsey? How about Ramsey? <clears throat> How about Ramsey Robinson? Ram Z, as like Chief Z. Some really large uh, African-American man on Twitter wrote, Damn, I look like Patrick Ramsey. What? I think he's talking about a different Ramsey. All right, I got some background music. <laughs> I don't hear it. Nice. Hey, dude. Oh, yeah. I can't even All hear right, whatever he's playing. Do you want to? Hey, I'm trying to keep it like and mellow, nice and mellow in the background. I don't want to. I don't want to overpower anybody with a fifth of Beethoven here. There you go. Right. Well, let's move on. What else we got? All right. What else we got here? The Redskins, um, um, in a cool maneuver, has been inviting their alumni back to Redskins Park, which is cool because it's like passing on the tradition from the players that actually won to players that could win in the future. And Art Monk was there. Um, and that, that says it all right there. Art Monk was hanging out at Redskins Park. When was the last time you heard about you heard Art Monk was hanging out at Redskins Park unless it was like to honor him for going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Ken Harvey. When was the last time you heard about Ken well, Ken Harvey, isn't he like the, the director of vice president of Director of Responsibility? But I mean, dudes were hanging out like Mark Mosley. Doc mm-hmm. Walker, who comes around sometimes, you know he's a he's a personality in, in, in radio and TV in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like that um, was B Mitch there. Um, 
I don't know. Raleigh McKenzie was there. I think B. Mitch was there. Raleigh McKenzie. Oh. That's the name. I Raleigh McKenzie. There's, there's, Raleigh McKenzie had one of the best quotes to sum up why Aaron and I were discussing this the other day. Why we think that Bruce Allen may be the most important signing in the last year by the Washington Redskins. He really? says, it seems like Bruce Allen is trying to funnel this atmosphere towards a positive situation. It can't do nothing but go up. <laughs> That's true. And there you go. That's That pretty much sums it up as far as I'm concerned. Bruce Allen is the one behind the scenes who brought in McNabb, who pulled the strings apparently to get Doodoo Brown in there. Um <laughs> He's the dude that noticed that something needed to be done about Oddbody, and he did something about it. He's the one that's going to be bringing in the gold pants this year. I mean, he's doing everything that real Redskins fans like us, you guys listening, and us here at the Harry Hog Studios just love. It's the best stuff in the world, man. He's He, he, he gets it. And, he gets it. And you forgot the, the most obvious the one that that uh, that um, Vinny Serrato would have just – not even picked up on he actually drafted an offensive lineman when we needed an offensive lineman yeah it, he he actually has done things like damn we need a quarterback it's like i don't know if, if campbell's gonna cut it we need to get a good quarterback bam we got donovan McNabb. we need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round it doesn't matter we just have to have one we haven't drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds in 10 years bam he does what he's supposed to do he does the intelligent stuff and he's not like trying to stick it to the fans and be all like like crazy eyed and everything and like just <laughs> acting all aloof like like remember that time when Serato and stupid Larry Michael were on TV one day and they were talking about that Sally Jenkins writer for the Washington Post and they were all like she doesn't know what she's talking about <laughs> like in basically they were saying she's a woman and she's talking about sports <laughs> without actually saying that I mean it was the most sophomoric uh just I I can't think of the right words, but basically I couldn't believe how much, what an ass they were making of themselves, and they didn't even realize it. And we don't have that anymore. Well, we still have Larry Michael doing it, but we're not going to have that after this year. I called that a few months Dude, ago. Dude, if he gets rid see. of Larry Michael, the, that, that's it. That's he will the last be my thing hero. he needs to do. He'll be my hero, that, and just like that's a short the last time. thing he needs to do. He can yeah. do that before the season starts and bring back Frank, and that would make it complete. <clears throat> Maybe we should try to send him an email and tell him to do that. Awesome. Maybe, maybe he just has. I think his brother George Allen is down here somewhere doing something and uh, doing something here in the Greater Hampton Roads area, Norfolk, Virginia Beach. I believe he's in town. Maybe I'll go try to track him down. You mean Jorge Allen? As long as he doesn't, yeah, as long as he doesn't call me like you know a a derogatory name for an Indian American, dude. Dude, you might want to watch out though because he's got whatever the Virginia equivalent <coughs> of Secret Service is around him because he was governor <clears throat> and senator and senator. Anyway. Hey, hey, dudes. Um, so I, I had this new segment, and I was hoping that Aaron might be able to play some, like, you know, kids' bedtime music because I thought the segment could be Redskins for Kids, and I'll just read excerpts from Redskins children's books. What do you think? What? Yeah, what? My, my son went to the library, and he came back, and he was all excited. He's seven. He went to the library, and he came back with this book, and he's like, Daddy, I got you this book to read me. And he brings me this book, and it's called Team Spirit, The Washington Redskins by Mark Stewart. And it's like this little kid's book about the Redskins. When did that come out? In the 90s? No, dude. It came out like in 2007. 
I don't know if we want their team spirit from 2007. I want to see what it says. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know about that. Uh, Although it's better than like 1997. Came out from 2008. <laughs> Here's the opening line. Let me just read this. And for you kids, gather around the radio. Here you go. Gather around. Turn up the radio. Here you go. Get in your jammies with the footies. <clears throat> Meet the Redskins. Football players love to get dirty. Earth, mud, grass, blood. The more good stuff they get on their uniforms, the more they seem to enjoy a game. Chaotic. It is hard to imagine a team that gets dirtier than the Washington Redskins. They know <laughs> that imagine the chaotic funk. Especially they the know that games are often won and lost at the line of scrimmage, <clears throat> which is why we uh, haven't had an O line, and that is where they have always done their best work. It's the opening paragraph. But hey, there's some good facts in here, man. Like, hey, they're the teaching Reds- them what line of scrimmage means. That's pretty. The good. Redskins got their start yeah. in Boston, Massachusetts. They, uh, the Redskins, hold the record for the most points in a regular season game. The team's cheerleading squad has been performing longer than any other in football. So, did you get them this, or did you read it to them? Yeah, we've been reading it. Here's my best. Uh, here's my favorite um, little bit of trivia, though, was the team's first great star. Injured himself during a pre-game coin toss. Did you guys know that? Who was that? I have to look it up. Is that Sammy Ball? Fun facts. Uh, Let's Sammy Ball. No, it wasn't Sammy Ball. I was looking it up here. Uh, It happened. uh, 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 So anyway, uh, while Josh is looking that up. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I have it. I have it. I have it. Right, which Redskin, we have it. Which Redskin <laughs> suffered a career-ending injury at the pregame coin flip? Legend has it that Turk Edwards did. Edwards was a great really? blocker and tackler who was later elected to the Hall of Fame. As a captain of the Redskins, it was his job to call heads or tails when the referee tossed the coin, blah, blah, blah. Moments before a 1940 game against New York, Edwards called the toss shook hands with his good friend Mel Hine of the Giants and turned back towards the Washington bench. As he did, his cleats caught in the grass and his knee gave out. Edwards never played again. Man, I did not know that. That's interesting stuff. See? See, and this is like a kid's book from the library. I'm telling you, man. man you know, I need to go this back is to important reading for your children out there. Team Spirit, The Washington Redskins by Mark Stewart. If yeah. you're a Redskins fan, you have a kid. <laughs> if this book, dude, I thought you said Martha Stewart the first time. <laughs> Mark, Mark. <laughs> and, hey, dude, and hey, hey, guys, if you guys want to buy this book for your children, why don't you go to our site and there's a little shop button and there's a little Amazon search button in there and just type it in Redskins in. Team Spirit and we'll get a little cut for the uh, podcast. Nice, Te- nice team, segue. Team Spirit, the Washington Redskins by Mark Stewart. Everybody out there that's a Redskins fan that has a kid should have this book on the bookshelf. There you go. That's a pretty cool sounding book for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Excellent. It's a nice little read. Anyway. There you go. What? Uh, just a few more things before we wrap this up. Um, we, we, need to, we need to tie up the whole Redskins alumni thing. Basically, to summarize that, the Redskins are actually appreciating their past, the people who like played – you know, in the 90s and the 80s, people who actually played and are still alive and are around the area, they're actually honoring these people and letting them come hang out at Redskins Park, which a lot of other teams do, mm-hmm. especially the old school teams. 
like the Giants and the Packers and, you know, the Bears and teams like that. They bring in, you know, people come and hang out. Just, you know, you have someone who played with the team for 10 years, they're always welcome to be around. And apparently it wasn't like that for the last 10, 11 years under Dan uh-huh. Snyder and hmm. Serato. So. so anyway, yeah, there's some cultural changes happening at Redskins Park. Yeah, that's right. just one of the many positives. And that's that's another one from Al, you know, Alan the Bruce. Alan the Bruce. Um, in other news, the Redskins Charitable Foundation Bruce. keeps fixing fixing up some fields around Virginia, some, like, dilapidated football fields, like high school and whatnot. Yeah, go. the most recent ones they've been working on are in uh, Richmond and Petersburg. They're along the I-95 corridor. Um, and that's that's just one of the many things you don't really hear about very much. Um, amongst the other things Dan Snyder has done right, like bringing Alan the Bruce in the shanty. Um, you know, they're given... I think it's two and a half million dollars, not just for these fields, but for all over Virginia and the greater uh, Washington area. Um, so, you know, that's just one of those great charitable things that Snyder's doing. I think it's nice to give him some props right now because we haven't had much to celebrate with him over the last eleven years. He seems to be doing things right, so good for and him. Give him some props well. that he's that he's spending money like that when he just gave Albert Haynesworth twenty one million dollars in April. Yeah, nothing. and he they're going to try to get that back. And depending on the sources you believe, um, some people say there's almost no way they'll get it back. But other people have pointed out that Bruce Allen has been very savvy in his career in regards to getting people who have left teams that he was the general manager for to give back money, whether they really should have or not, including people like Jake Plummer and Keenan McCardell, who was with the Raiders when he was there and who is now the wide receivers coach for the mm-hmm. Redskins. That's right. So no hard feelings. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, it's, um, it's not personal. It's business. I think that pretty much about wraps it up for this week. Um, send us some email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Yep. Um, I'd like to give a th- our thanks once again to David Lee Legal Services for sponsoring this hey. podcast. That's right. Follow us on Twitter at harryhog. Harry Hog on Twitter. And that's right. And that's H-A-R-R-Y, And One it. other thing, if you would like to sponsor Harry Hog Football, you can go uh, You can go uh, limited week by week. You can go down to the donate button on our website down near the bottom on the left, near the three Lombardi trophies on the parachute. And you can go through that to donate to us through PayPal. Or if you would like to do a more long-term sponsorship, uh, you can contact us at Redskins Fan at Yeah, You have to be a Redskins fan. You just can't be some random company. Right. Yeah, and if you're, yeah, if you're somewhere like bet.us, you save your save your ink and email. Basically, we'll only let you uh, advertise to us if you're cool. If you're a Redskins fan. If you're a Redskins, you're a Redskins fan. fan. A proven That's right. Redskins fan. A proven one, like David Lee and Williamsburg. So, there you there go. Is, there is a trivia test if you don't pass it. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a 10-question test to see if you can be one of our sponsors. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Make sure you joke they didn't get too brown. They just got too brown. Fight being here in the pair. Too brown. The NFC is rushing twice. And the NFL.
was installed in his helmet so he could hear plays in the huddle and signals on the field.